Get ready, it's time for Motorsports Madness, powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Jacob Seelman. Oh, hi, that's me. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of 2018 for Motorsports Madness here on the Performance Motorsports Network. Jacob Seelman alongside Tom Baker and Cisco Scaramuza as we count you down to the running of the 32nd annual Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals coming up this week in Tulsa, Oklahoma, inside the Tulsa Expo Center. We are excited. We are broadcasting live from the Race City USA PMN Studios in Mooresville, North Carolina. And I will add that this show, taped just before I leave to go to Tulsa for said Chili Bowl, Tom, I'm excited to be on the ground in Oklahoma this week for the Nationals. First time I've ever been. We got other news that we're going to get to here in a second, but when you combine racing with chili, which is one of my favorite foods ever, <laughs> you can't go wrong there. I mean, food, racing, food, racing. Yes, please. Well, it's pretty doggone chilly here uh, outside the Race City USA PMN studios, too. So I guess we could also be making a weather reference at this point. But yes, we That's are. That's C-H-I-L-L-Y. We are taping this uh, previous to your departure. As you mentioned, you are going to be covering the Chili Bowl all week for us on Race Chaser Online dot com and also of course for PMN Radio and Three Wide Life as well and um, looking forward to that uh, you know look I, I'm gonna just go right to Cisco here Cisco you're a Midwest boy and one of the things that before we get into anything else that I want to talk about in reference to the Chili Bowl directly links to you because of course as uh, part owner and producer at LSR TV, Cisco, you get to be a part of uh, the Chili Bowl coming to iRacing, which for me, I think that's probably the coolest thing iRacing's done since they started the service. And I understand that it was a reaction to basically very popular demand by uh, those who use iRacing, and I think it's about doggone time because I, I got a feeling that's going to be one of the most used parts of iRacing once they get it together this summer. I want to add to uh, here, Cisco, that I couldn't go five inches into the iRacing forums without coming across a post from somebody who says, when are you adding the Chili Bowl? When are you adding the Chili Bowl? When are you adding the Chili Bowl? It's coming this summer. Yay! It's coming this summer, and keep in mind, the Chili Bowl has been a part of sim racing in the past. There have been several mods for the event across different racing platforms, including games like Dirt Track Racing 2, yeah, R-Factor 2, etc. But none of those are officially sanctioned right. or main content that's going to be advertised in both ways, in the extent that iRacing is going to be at the Chili Bowl, which we'll talk a little bit about later, but that the Chili Bowl's here in iRacing as well. So, couple that with a midget, which I have, I've been too scared to drive because I've seen people doing wheelies <laughs> and flipping the car. And you honestly, scared? with me being away from, from the house and having a temporary setup, I'm pretty sure I'll break the desk if I <laughs> attach the wheel on there. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're talking about a package that is unlike really anything out there on the sim racing market today. And it's really a niche that iRacing is trying to go after over and over. They did it with GRC. They've obviously already had the World of Outlaws content, which has been extremely popular. So this has been a case where iRacing's cornered the market and nobody else is going there right now. No, and I do know as well, Tom, that both Christopher Bell and Rico Abreu had an immense part in not only the development of the dirt midget and dirt sprint cars that have now come to iRacing, but they're going to be a big part as well in the development of the Chili Bowl racetrack itself once it gets into final development after they've done all the laser scanning and all of that that's going on right now just prior to the Chili Bowl. But those two who have combined to win the last three runnings of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. You're going to have all the knowledge of that racetrack at your fingertips to be able to make it perfect. Well, and that's why I say, you know, I know that other, uh, I actually played the, um, what was the the one that was, uh, was dirt track racing? Dirt track too? racing, yeah. I actually played that at one point. I think that was the one that Ratbag put out. Yes, but yeah, but nothing like this is going to be with i racing because you know their laser scanning and everything. It's going to be so realistic, I think. And I just uh, I'm excited about it just from the standpoint of. It's one thing for iRacing to have NASCAR tracks and whatever else, but this is an indoor race, and I don't think we've ever done that before. Um, Not yet. You know, as far as iRacing anyway, and there aren't too many iconic indoor races that you would probably have a great demand to duplicate. And so, you know, that the Chili Bowl, um, you know, Tulsa Convention Center, that that course that track is going to be on iRacing is pretty cool so i just i thought that was a good way to start the show because we're going to start talking about drivers and all of the usual stuff you would talk about surrounding the chili bowl and i thought this was really unique and something very very different and quite exciting to a lot of people because there are a lot of people who would never get to the chili bowl that's right and drivers who will never race the chili bowl who now can on uh, will be able to on iRacing. And there are guys who have raced the Chili Bowl in the past that are sad because they only get to do it once a year, and now they can do it whenever they want. This is actually going to be a great I was going to say, training tool, yeah. Yeah, a training yeah. tool for anybody who may be going to the Chili Bowl or wanting to go to the Chili Bowl in the future. They can use this to get a feel for what it's going to take yeah. when they actually get there, which is huge because you've never had that before. Yeah, and a very slick way for iRacing to uh, advertise at the Chili Bowl, going out and getting the only guaranteed starter, Chris yes. Bell, and, of course, uh, Kyle Larson, who basically is pretty much all things dirt track these days. Yes, and let's add to that that uh, Tom's referencing the fact that iRacing will be sponsoring the Keith Coons Kerbagajanian Motorsports Midgets of both the defending Chili Bowl champion Christopher Bell and the defending VacuWorks Invitational Race of Champions winner at the Chili Bowl yeah. in Kyle Larson. So uh, a lot of good advertising there because those two have done between them, everything at the Tulsa Expo Absolutely. Raceway, including Christopher Bell recently picking up a golden driller 
at the Tulsa shootout just before midnight struck in yeah. 2017 there on December 31st. But uh, Christopher now joining Brian Clawson as one of only two drivers to win races at both the shootout and also win the Chili Bowl. Cool little nugget there. We're going to talk more about the Chili Bowl as this show goes on. I want to transition to a big bit of news that happened during the roar before the Rolex 24 testing over the weekend, Tom, and this sent ripple effects all across the North American sports car world. A huge press conference held Friday afternoon, and Scott Pruitt, the legendary Scott Pruitt, who has run for 50 years in a race car, announcing that this year's Rolex 24 will be his last as he chases a record-extending 11th class victory at Daytona in the Lexus GT Daytona car for Paul Genalozzi. He's won the race overall five times, tied with Hurley Haywood. He's literally done everything there is to do. Drove for Ganassi for years, won five championships. I honestly thought he was going to be like Red Farmer, race till we thought he couldn't race anymore, and then (laughs) race another 30 years after that, but... Now, instead of saying hi to the wife and kids at home, he's going home to the wife and kids in California. I mean, no better place to end it than Daytona. Well, I mean, I think if you read the, if you understand the whole context of what he's doing, he's going to go chill out on a vineyard that he owns and work for Lexus. Pretty much. I mean, that's, you know, he's going to be a Lexus brand ambassador. It's like, pretty okay. good retirement. Yeah, life. that's, I mean, shoot, that's, uh, that's almost worth giving up a race car for. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to Scott. And, and it would be only too, uh, poetic yeah. if he went out on top and got another win, you know, but he's been around a long time. And it's funny when I hear someone say he's been 50 years in a race car. And then the next question becomes, well, gosh, how old is the man? 57. And you realize that, of course, in this day and age, you can start racing at five years old at a quarter midget, you know, and about seven in a go-kart. So that's, you know, that's basically what Scott did. So, you know, he's he's really accomplished enough for two or three careers. Yes. Um, and, you know, Cisco, a guy like Scott Pruitt, when somebody who's as iconic and is accomplished as he is leaves the sport that's a hole that you just never really fill you just hope that there's somebody else there to step up and sort of become the next Scott Pruitt and accomplish what he has but it, it's kind of hard to uh to, to match some of the accomplishments that Scott's had especially all the wins at the Rolex and and Pruitt's you know, ability to bring people into that sport as well is something yes. that he was very good at, just down to the fact that it wasn't just sports cars. He ran a NASCAR. He ran an he IndyCar. Yep. And not to mention, oh, he has a win at, oh, gee, I don't know, the 24 Hours of Le Mans, too. This is a guy who's done literally everything you can do in a race car sans maybe driving an F1 car. I think that's the only thing he hasn't done. I think he might have even driven a V8 at one point. I'm not positive, but I feel like he would have at some point. So, Scott, he's he's a driver from the sports car era that's brought people to the sport, that's helped grow the sport, and it's helped push the sport further and further. Yes. So, Scott, congratulations, man. 
Yeah, I can't say that enough. I mean, Scott has well earned yeah. his retired life at this point. And as you said, Tom, it would be only poetic for him to be able to go out, win at Daytona one more time. It won't be an overall victory, but a GT Daytona class victory at Daytona still gives you that specially designed Rolex Cosmograph. And when we come back from our first commercial break, we're going to talk a little bit more about another one of the big figures that participated in the roar before the Rolex 24. He's kind of done the one thing that Scott Pruitt hasn't done, and that is drive an F1 car. We talk Fernando Alonso when we come back. You're listening to Motorsports Madness live here on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. 
Now that's appropriate. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness here on the Performance Motorsports Network as we talk a little motorsports news and preview the 32nd running of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Jacob Seelman alongside Tom Baker and Cisco Scaramuza. And I kind of tie Matt Tift into this segment by saying we're going to be talking about his former team and a sponsorship acquisition coming up in a few minutes, but first we're going to finish talking about what we were talking about before the break, which is the roar before the Rolex 24. Cisco laid it out, and I said that we were going to talk about Fernando Alonso, Tom, who made his first laps over the weekend in a sports car at Daytona. My goodness, what hasn't this man done in the last year? He's driven a McLaren Formula One car. He made his first start in the Indianapolis 500. Now he's making his first start at the Rolex 24 in preparation for a run with Toyota, I believe, in the 24 Hours of Le Mans later this year. Fernando Alonso, most diverse driver of the current generation worldwide. I mean, this man is incredible. He's at the peak physical fitness of his career, and he's a racer. I mean, he will drive anything, anytime, anywhere, and anybody that doesn't believe he can contend for victory in class at the Rolex doesn't know Fernando Alonso. He's competitive to the nth degree. Oh, I I mean, to me, Fernando represents what motorsports ought to be, but has gotten away from because Everything's become so specialized. Yeah. I mean, and what you get is you get this sort of class snobbishness, for lack of a, a, a more PC way to say it, <laughs> where you get, you know, a, a, a Formula One driver who calls NASCAR taxi cabs or, a, yeah. you know, an IndyCar, whatever the case is. But these guys just don't seem to want to go and try these things. Right. Like, you know, and a lot of times the team owners won't allow them to do that exactly. because of, you know, the sponsor exactly. commitments and whatever. So it's great to see somebody like Fernando Alonso who says, you know what? I want to go race Indy to heck with Monaco. We can't win there. I want to go race the Indy 500. And McLaren goes, okay. And Why not? <laughs> and he almost did, doggone it, and now he gets a chance to go run the 24 hours. I see no reason whatsoever why he wouldn't adapt to that just as quickly as he did to the IndyCars. Now, I'm not sure in the situation he's in, I mean, does the team go out and win the race? Who knows? But, you know, certainly I think Cisco Fernando, if nothing else, is showing us what a throwback racer looks like, because back in the 70s when I was growing up, you used to see this kind of thing all the time. Yeah, and it's a case where Alonso is almost trying to be a callback to, you know, those drivers, Mario you know, journeyman drivers who would go anywhere and race Jackie anything, X. because why not? It's fun. Yeah. This is, remember, this is a sport that's supposed to be kind of fun for these guys. And a lot of, you know, especially I see it a lot in F1, but even in NASCAR, it's kind of going away from that. It's becoming so much of a business that a lot of drivers, and we saw it with Tony, we talked about him on Thursday, Yeah, a case where a driver's just like, I don't want to do this anymore because it's not fun. And Fernando's allowing, you know, you know, he has the day job, which is, you know, the open wheel car that goes very fast that he has to drive. But, uh, you know, when he has the opportunity, he's like, hey, I want to go out there and do the racing I want to do. 
Well, he also, Jacob, his goal, I think, would not only be to compete in in sort of the big three or big four, he wants to win them all, too. And that's what he said prior to last year's first run at Indianapolis. His goal is, has, and always will be to win the Triple Crown of Motorsport, just like Graham Hill, who's one of his heroes, which is the Monaco Grand Prix, which he's already won, the 24 Hours of Le Mans, and the Indianapolis 500, and he proved he's capable of winning the Indianapolis 500, I believe, wholeheartedly in the next couple years. You'll see him take another stab at that race, and this run at Daytona that he's making is in preparation for what we believe will be a soon-announced attempt to run and win in the 24 hours of Le Mans with Toyota later this summer because that race this year does not clash with the Formula right. One schedule. And in large part, I believe uh, the rumors are circulating that Fernando's going to run a large part of the World Endurance Championship schedule, all the races at least that don't clash with Formula One. So, you know, this is Fernando running what he wants when he wants. And you mentioned the goal Not only is the goal to win, but Fernando clarified that during his press conference Friday. Quote, the goal here is more or less the same as in Indianapolis. The goal is to try to learn different driving techniques, try to learn from the specialists of endurance racing, for me to try to be a better driver when the Rolex 24 is held. For me, it's the first time in an endurance race, the first time in a prototype, the first time driving at night. There's a lot of new things that will come step by step. It's a big challenge, but one I'm really excited about. And... For anybody that thinks, oh, he's not going to be able to win, he is driving in an LMP2 car, which is the top prototype class. It's one of the spec prototypes that is allowed to run alongside the DPIs. He's co-driving with Phil Hansen and Lando Norris for United Autosports, which conveniently, Cisco, is co-owned by Zach Brown, the executive director at McLaren. So now we see how all that ties in, and... P2's finished on the podium this past year in IMSA competition. I don't care what you say, 24 hours is a long time and DPIs can break. All cars can break the Rolex. I believe that you will see at least one LMP2 car end up on the podium at the end of this race, if not win it. And if you really want to tie things back to uh, the beginning of the show, Lando Norris, also a longtime iRacer and, of course, has a championship in, I believe it was GT uh, or F4, I want to say. I believe that's right. Yes, F4. But, uh, yeah, he's also an iRacer. So if we're going to tie all this back into one giant congealed thing as well as, oh, by the way, Fernando Alonso also jumping on the uh, the eSports scene as well. So. Everybody knows everybody, it seems nowadays. <laughs> Keynote from the Roar testing, uh, sweeping the Friday sessions, was the number five Action Express Cadillac DPI with Felipe Albuquerque at about 131.851 miles an hour around that 3.564-mile Daytona International Speedway road course. Action Express, no stranger to victory lane at Daytona. And this year, Tom, we're going to see a rejuvenated, reinvigorated, I think, 18 18 or 20 prototypes in this field ready to do battle, including two Penske Acura DPIs that are going to be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. And, And again, it's great to see Penske back in the game, you know, and you've got Ganassi there. So it's uh, this is going to be a fun 
Rolex 24. I'm glad to see A.J. Allmendinger back in it. Oh, yeah. Because that's always a good time. You know, and I think eventually, how cool would it be if you started to see drivers like Bubba Wallace, you know, Ryan Blaney, Justin I think you'll Haley, see. I think you'll you know, see Blaney. And, you know, Justin's run all the Trans Am yeah. stuff the last couple of years. I'm pretty sure at some point you'll see him find a Rolex ride. But Blaney, maybe in a Penske car. Well, Kaz has already run the Continental Tire four-hour yeah, race at Daytona last year. But right. they, again, making the point that these younger drivers coming up, are all a lot of them very road course experienced and you got Ford now taking yeah. Chase Briscoe and giving him a bunch of you know that could very easily turn into a, a drive in the Rolex at some point down the road. Yeah. Speaking of Ford and giving Chase Briscoe a shot in road course races in IMSA this year. Yeah. The Ford Young Guns along with Scott Maxwell who's been a part of the Ford Sports Car program for years and 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 years. Um That's a lot of years. <laughs> it is a lot of years, but Scott's a wily like old years. veteran. Um, the Ford Young Guns are going to be tackling the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge opener, the four-hour race held as the prelude to the Rolex 24. You're going to have Cole Custer, Austin Sendrick, Chase Briscoe, and I'm missing somebody, Cisco. I'm I'm missing a Ford guy. Majeski, maybe? Majeski, yes. Yeah, Ty. Yes, Ty. Okay, so, was, so, yeah. I'm excited. Particularly, I, I mean, I, mean, I don't know that they're—I don't know that they're going to win the race, but I mean, good grief, just to see some of those guys that don't have any road course racing experience—Briscoe, Majeski, for to name a couple—I mean, that's going to be huge fun. But you know, I just thought of something, and and Cisco can probably talk about this too. You know, they they may not have a lot of in-seat real car road racing experience but i wonder how many of those drivers like majeski who's the top iRacer on the planet right now i wonder how many of those guys spend a lot any time on the road course part of iRacing yeah it's it's a case where as far as the sim goes once you buy the track if ty owns well he owns daytona so of course he'll be able to access and be able to run it so it's a case where maybe he's not necessarily racing on the road course stuff, but in a case like this, I'd say it's probably almost for the better because that way he can just go out there and test. And, you know, at least if he wants to run and host it or something like that and be able to just go out and do laps. And I think Tom, that's going to be a huge help to those guys. And so in the larger conversation, Jacob, about Fernando Alonso, who does all these different things, Here's here are a number of these younger drivers as they right. come up that have got at least mental training from the sim on a di- of a wide variety of different types of racing, if not actual yep. real time training. And we could see because of that more of this cross, you know, pollination of running oval tracks and road courses and different things and different disciplines like that down the road, which I think the sports missed for about 20 or 25 yes. years, really. Isn't it fun? It we're is gonna fun. step aside. When we come back, we're going to dig back into the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals, talk about some of the drivers running the race, and we'll actually hear from two drivers who plan to try and qualify their way into Saturday night's A feature coming up in this program. You're listening to Motorsports Madness, and we're back with more right after this on the Performance Motorsports Network. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World Truck teams, many IndyCar and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SECA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Stilo Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, HJC Helmets, Orca Driver Gear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS representatives are knowledgeable and focused on only one thing making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for a second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, I'm Harrison Rhodes, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the madness here on PMN. You're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. My name is Jacob Seelman alongside Tom Baker and Cisco Scaramuza as we count you down to the 2018 running of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And 
Tom, you and I have been talking about the number, 352 entries, which is just slightly, slightly down from the event record 365 entries that we had for this event in 2017. But nonetheless, it's the biggest gathering of dirt open-wheel cars for one event anywhere on the planet when you consider that the Knoxville Nationals only get 100 or 115 winged 410 sprint cars. It's a race like no other. It brings drivers from every discipline from countries across the world together for one week. It's almost like a family reunion in a way because so many of these guys run it year after year after year. And we come back to Tulsa every January and everybody gets together, has fun. And, oh, by the way, there's $15,000 in a Golden Driller Trophy Saturday night. Our producer, uh, Bill Holt, from the Carolina School of Broadcasting will appreciate this. It's basically Motorsports Woodstock. Really, that—that's really what it is. It's—it's it's basically motorsports Woodstock, and, and it's you know if you, those of you who are old enough to remember the Woodstock Music Festival back in I think '69 it was. You you had all these groups from about every part of music you could think of, and you know three or four hundred thousand people or whatever it was, and everybody just basically partied like a rock star for, yeah. for a, for a whole weekend. And in this case, obviously it's a whole week, but that's really what this is. Like you said, there's, Correct. there's nothing else like it in the sport. And honestly, if you tried to duplicate it, I don't think you could, it would be virtually impossible to do with any other type of race car other than a midget, maybe a sprint car. But you know, this is just one of those, this race started and just took on a life of its own and has yeah. grown to such an iconic status. You know, and the coolest part about it is you you start with, you know, 350 plus, you whittle it down to 24, but then you look at the 24 and you say, were those really the best 24 guys here? Yeah. Probably not. But the truth of the matter is it's it's such a combination of timing and luck to make the 24 because amen you know it's either you can't say well these are the 24 fastest right you know, and you can't really say these are the 24 best drivers what i love it's about the 24 this race best drivers that week yeah it's it, it it's like playing a game of chance cisco and you just hope that you were good enough and lucky enough to be able to actually uh, crack the top 24 on Saturday. And if you don't do well in your qualifying night, you got to go sunk. through the alphabet soup. You're about screwed if you're farther down than, say, the D or the E main. Yeah, unless you're Thomas Meserol, who came from the D to the A last year. Well, yeah, you're and, saying any farther and, down than that, Cisco, and you're about screwed. And what heat are we down to, Jacob? Is it double S's or? <laughs> I, I think we're all, I think last year we got all the way down to double O mains. I don't think we've gotten oh, to boy. P yet. That's that's a lot of racing, and a lot of stuff could happen. It in a, starts in at like eight a.m. Saturday morning. You, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be. I don't want to drive. That's that's another small thing. Imagine if you have to race at like nine a.m. Imagine if that's when your split is. Like 
Nobody wants to race then. Well, I <laughs> you just know. woke up. If you're <laughs> on the 24 hours of Le Mans. I actually, I'll tell you what, the indoor go-kart race that I used to run up in Syracuse, we used to start practice at like 7.30 in the morning. Oh, so, right. you know, you'd go, you'd go to Denny's and have breakfast and get in the race, get in the go-kart yeah. go race. And, and that's kind of one of those. I mean, again, you know, how in the world would you ever possibly duplicate this format? And that's why I say you couldn't. when you it's get magic. that far down in a main, you're not thinking about making the A main. You're basically just out there racing for pride at that point. But I, that's why I love the event because it's it's about as fair a race race format for everybody as possible. <laughs> it's, exactly. You know, it's just such timing and luck. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You know, uh, luck plays such a part in this that a guy like Justin Peck can come out of nowhere as a youngster, show up at the Chili Bowl, and almost pull off a win. Well. Let's or keep, at least be competitive. Yeah, and let's keep yeah. in mind that Justin's flipped a few times at the Chili yeah. Bowl before last year when he finally made the A main through the B, mind you, but he still made the championship A main Saturday night last year. We'll hear from him in a couple of minutes. I want to break down a, a couple of the qualifying nights. Here over the next hour, we'll break down all four qualifying nights. But when you look at the diversity of drivers, we've got just about every state in the union represented in some form or fashion. You've got a couple drivers from Canada. You've got a couple drivers hey. from Australia. You've Mate. got a New Zealander in <laughs> one of the most famous Chili Bowl cars there is in Michael Pickens, yeah. who's driving Kevin Swindell's yeah. 39 car, which has won the race four times. You've even got a driver running on Warren Cat qualifying night on Tuesday by the name of Tom Harris, who's from Banbury, Oxford, England. Wow. Coming across the pond to race in this year's Chili Bowl. So five countries. I've not counted exactly how many states from the U.S. are represented just yet, but I think I think it was 36 or 38 at last count. I'm going to check my notes from Brian Holbert here in a little bit, and I'll get the exact number. But just looking at Tuesday's qualifying night, which, oh, by the way, some Larson kid is running on Tuesday night, so we'll get to see exactly how good that car is right out the yep. gate. Brad Loyette, former sprint car champion, Zach Dalm, three-time Power Eye champion, yeah, Power Eye. Justin yep. Allgaier, NASCAR Xfinity Series regular. Yes, Lil Gaider. Uh, you've got Jonathan Beeson out of Oklahoma, who's a longtime sprint car racer, as is Derek Hagar from Arkansas. Uh, scroll down the list a little bit more. Gio Selzy in one of the Kloss and Marshall cars is making his Chili Bowl debut this week. I'm excited about that. You've got Tyler Seavey, brother to Logan Seavey, who's also running the Chili Bowl, except not on Tuesday night. Alex Bright. I've said Alex Bright's name a lot over the past week as we've started to count down to Chili Bowl. Yep. This youngster from Pennsylvania finished fourth a few years ago in Saturday night's A-Main. He's won a couple of his qualifying nights in the past, I believe with my heart that Alex Bright is going to be a threat to win the Chili Bowl this year. I won't call oh, yeah. him a favorite by any stretch, but certainly a very strong dark horse. And then you've got Brad Sweet in the team number 63 Dueling Hayward RCR car to Tanner Thorson, who's running later in the week, 
and some kid named Spencer Baston who happened to win the USAC National Midget Championship last year in one of the very potent Keith Coons motorsports cars. So that is a look at some of the favorites, not not all of them by any means, but some of the drivers that I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about on the Tuesday qualifier, Warren Cat qualifying night. I neglected to mention uh, Chase Briscoe is also running Tuesday night the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Rookie of the Year and most popular driver from this year. He's going to be a threat. I I believe that as well. Hard Rock Casino qualifying night on Wednesday. Sammy Swindell, the only driver to ever win the Chili Bowl five times, leads the list of entries for Wednesday night. Chad Baseflug, who ran for the Hoffmans recently in USAC National Sprint Car Competition. Colby Copeland, longtime outlaw kart star, who's done some sprint car racing over the last year or two. Parker Price Miller, who's running full-time on the World of Outlaws this year with Destiny Motorsports. The reigning Chili Bowl Nationals Rookie of the Year. And, oh, by the way, a nine-time World of Outlaws Sprint Car Champion, Donnie Schutz. Landon Simon, one of two cars out of that stable. He's also fielding a car for National Sprint Car Hall of Famer Danny Smith. You've got Chris Windham, defending USAC National Sprint Car Champion. Ryan Smith from the All-Stars. Jake Swanson, the Swanson family, certainly very famed in open-wheel racing. Brady Bacon is running on Wednesday night, as is Billy Pouch Jr., who's running as a teammate to Alex Bright. And some guy who's won two of the last three Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals, Rico. Abreu. Absolutely. Rico and Sammy Swindell on the same qualifying night. If I were betting money, I would say that barring catastrophic failure, they could easily be two of your three transfers directly into Saturday's A-Main from well, the Wednesday night qualifier. They've both been known to have some mishaps, too. So you could very well... Uh, I mean, remember last year, Rico had to rely on... Uh, the Champions Provisional. The Champions yep. Provisional to get in. He crashed out in the F-Main. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's definitely not a lock. And that's, again, right. what I, you can say all you want about past history, but the fact is that it seems like Every night, there are a couple of surprises, both positive and negative. Indeed. John Christner Trucking Qualifying Night on Thursday is going to see guys like Tim Crawley, former ASCS National Champion, Jerry Coons Jr., Chase Stocken out of Indiana, going to be a threat on Thursday night. Sam Haferteep, two-time defending Lucas Oil ASCS National Sprint Car Champion. Tracy Hines, he's done a few things in a midget before. Few. Won the chili? I, I think he's won the Chili Bowl before. I'm not sure. I'll go back and look at my list during the break. Up. Michael Pickens driving a four-time Chili Bowl winning car for the Swindell family. Tanner Thorson making his debut drive for Dueling Hayward RCR. Kyle O'Gara and Hudson O'Neill, two young guns that are running during Thursday's qualifying night. The defending champion Christopher Bell, Ryan Bernal, Chase Magic. This list Thursday going to be fun to watch because I think Christopher Bell has won each of his last two or three qualifying nights at the Chili Bowl. Friday night, VacuWorks qualifying night. You've got Timez, who was the record for most mains driven in last year. He went from the D all the way to the A. J.J. Yaley, Hunter Schurenberg, Billy Weiss going to run Friday, as is Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 
Dave Darlin, the people's champ, Tucker Klossmeyer, who is driving a car oh, for some coons guy named Keith. Yeah. That was recently announced. Justin Grant, Bryson James, Nick Knepper, Logan Seavey, Holly Shelton, and some Casey Kane guy. Have, have we heard of him? Uh, once or twice. Once or twice, maybe. DJ Neto, another one who's going to be fun. And Chad Boat, by the way, who I think is another one that has a shot to win. So there's a quick look at some of the big names that are going to be running on the qualifying nights. We are going to head to a break, and when we come back, we're going to hear from one of the drivers attempting to make his second consecutive Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals as Justin Peck joins the program You're listening to Motorsports Madness here on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Noah Gregson, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. That means we have to talk again. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness here on the Performance Motorsports Network as we count you down to the 2018 Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals 32nd renewal of the event that was started by Emmett Hahn way back, a little over three decades ago in 1970. 
87. Wow. I can't do math tonight, but hey, that's why I talk and not do arithmetic. Anyway, we're going to talk to one of the guys right now who is running on the Tuesday qualifying night, at least for the moment, until they change it again for the 2018 Chili Bowl Nationals. And it's a guy that I really wanted to talk to because he was supposed to be driving a race car over the holiday at the Rumble in Fort Wayne. And then, Justin Peck, you had to go and get really sick. That's not cool, dude. Not cool. No, you know, it's not cool. And, uh, I hate to I hate to let my fans down and my team down, but, uh, you know, it's all, it was all in spite of uh, it was all in spite of getting my, my health back to where it needs to be so we can make a, a great stab at the, at the Chili Bowl this upcoming week. We're going to talk about Chili Bowl here in a second, but I do want to talk about why the event that you weren't able to compete in is so special to you because uh, you've told me time and time again that if you had to pick one race to run for the rest of your life, the Rumble in Fort Wayne would be that, not only because you're an Indiana native, but because it's so different than anything else you get to do in an open-wheel car. What makes that race special, and what did you miss most about not being able to race it this year? You know, every every year, every year I leave Fort Wayne, I I always seem to tell my dad or my mom that, you know, I, this race is awesome. You know, it takes me back to what to what I grew up doing, and that's racing in the pig barn over in Ohio in a quarter midget. You know, it's, it's basically the same concept on concrete with the Coke syrup. Um, it's just, you know, it's what I grew up doing. It's what I love to do. Um, I, you know, like I said, I hate I hate missing that race, and uh, you know, to see to see Nick, but to see Nick Hamilton win it. Um, you know, that's pretty cool. He's a pretty, pretty cool friend of mine, and if I didn't get the chance to win it, I'm glad he did. Now, going into this year's Chili Bowl, I mentioned it during our last segment, as a matter of fact, that you are attempting to make your second consecutive championship A-Main at the Chili Bowl. Had some bad luck the first couple times you went down there. Flipped once or twice. We won't talk about that. But made it through the B-Main and got to make your first start in the 55-lapper. How special was that last year? And does it give you more confidence this year now that you've done it once? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think now that I'm with, with Kenny Irwin and, uh, and driving the 7K, you know, him and him and Reeve always give me an outstanding piece every time we hit the racetrack. Um, I'm really looking forward to driving such a great car and such a and such a big event. Um, you know, every year we go there, it's awesome to see the, the huge crowds come in and and the huge the the huge car counts. Um, you know, you get to race against anybody and everybody uh, in the sport, and that's you know that's what makes that race so special. Um, you know, being able to to go to Tulsa and pick up a trailer would be uh, a dream come true. Honestly, um, you know, this year I think we have a really good shot to run out front, uh, you know, but it just it all starts with that Tuesday qualifying night. You have to put yourself in a good position early to be there in the end. Yeah, we were talking about that, too, off the top of the show, that uh, qualifying nights are so critical at the Chili Bowl because it really sets you up for the rest of the week. But you mentioned that unlike in previous years, you're driving for Kenny Irwin this year. Talk a little bit about how all of this came together for you to fly the 7 this year instead of your traditional 5X that you've been running. It's got to be a little bit different feel going into it this year that it's not necessarily your car anymore. You know, I got the chance to to meet Kenny and Riva um, about three, four years ago. Um, and and ever, ever since uh, that initial handshake I had with Kenny, you know, we really hit it off. Uh, we, we get along great. Um, eventually we got the opportunity to uh to partner up and work together at the racetrack and 
uh, you know, which we've just been cooking ever since. Uh, we got to we got to nab a couple wins this season, uh, Kokomo, Montpelier. Um, you know, every like I said, every time we hit the track, man, it seems like that car is always hooked up. Um, I'm glad I get to I'm glad we get to take that car and do battle at the Chili Bowl. He's got his he's got his lightweight car all dialed in, and uh, he really definitely got that Slinger Slinger screaming. So, like I said, we should have an awesome shot at running up front Saturday night. Justin, what uh, can you what have you learned in your couple of years of running the Chili Bowl that you can use this year and i guess to to clarify that a little bit more from a driver's perspective what have you learned about how to go fast around the chili bowl because it's quite different you know at chili bowl it definitely seems like you gotta you, you gotta master that inside berm um in my opinion you know that place you have to be more versatile than anywhere it seems like you can go on any given night and, and uh and go run the top of the chili bowl but uh you know that might not always be the fast way and it seems like you know for me it seems like i get passed by one of the swindells Every year on the bottom, you know, I think I'm blasting the top, being fast, and they 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 can put around me on the bottom. So uh, I definitely think being able to to, to be versatile and, and run multiple grooves there is definitely one of the better ways to be fast. But not only um, not only just to, to to be versatile on the top or the bottom, um, you know, it's it's knowing when to throw the timely slide jobs and when and when the tracks when the track's still decent, you know, you don't have to get down and really hook the left front on the berm as hard. You can keep momentum up and maybe sweep out a little bit wider through the center of the corners. We were talking about the rumble and we have been for uh the past week or so here on PMN and about what makes that track so tricky. But the Chili Bowl, the Tulsa Expo Center is a tricky track too. What makes Tulsa Justin tricky in a midget and what kind of skill set do you have to have to master getting around there like we've seen some guys do over the years? I might not be the best guy to ask that question. Uh, you might need to ask Chris Bell or Kevin Swindell. <laughs> but, but uh, no, I mean, you know, as, from as, far as, as far as I've seen from, from, from my experience running the Chili Bowl, you know, the, the racing surface is uh, it's grippy right off the bat, but it, it, it seems to slicken off a lot, a lot quicker and uh, a lot more than the uh, than the general outdoor clay racetrack so you definitely you know you definitely have to pay attention to the racetrack a little bit more it seems like to to be able to really master it you know you gotta it almost seems like you're driving a little straighter into the corner and maybe uh hanging it just the hair coming off um it's a little different the the apex seems to be uh, a little bit more towards the entry of the corner you know most of the tracks we go to you either have a center apex or a late apex you know a jelly ball in my opinion i'd say it's an early apex um, you almost have a, a small, almost a small corner if you're on the bottom. Uh, you almost have a small straightaway in the middle of the corner if you're trying to run around the inside berm. So, you know, it's just uh, all around. It's a tricky track, but um, you know, if you play your cards right, it'll uh, it can definitely treat you well. Well, last year it finally started to treat you well. Was it a sigh of relief when you finished the B and you had that last spot into the A main? I mean, at that moment, was it like? the clouds opened up outside and there was a weight lifted off your shoulders because it's like we're in the show <laughs> yeah it was definitely uh it was, it was an eye-opener you know it was a very humbling moment um i think one of the one of the most one of the coolest things i can ever remember doing is uh is, is walking out on the stage in the infield of the, the tulsa expo center and and uh, being introduced as one of the 24 starters for saturday's amen you know, if you really think about it, Justin, I know that you've had a lot of bad luck over the last couple of years, but, 
you know, between winning the Rumble and then going and making the A-Main at the Chili Bowl, I mean, if you just think about those two accomplishments, those are two accomplishments, either of which a lot of drivers would consider to be career accomplishments. And, you know, you've done them both at a young age, and it seems like uh, with the new partnership there, it seems like things are kind of looking up for you, and that's great because you're obviously a very talented racer and a talented, uh, very, uh, you know, very uh, marketable young man. So hopefully uh, maybe this is kind of the start of something for you and a bit of an upswing for your career. Well, thank you, man. You know, I'm, I, I'm hungry. I want, you know, I want to be, I want, I want to keep moving up the ranks and uh, keep, keep creating great relationships with, uh, with great partners and uh, meeting great people along the way. You know, you met a few of those and uh, made a few great moments this summer. I actually picked up your first All Star Circuit of Champions victory. I know that was a special moment. Take us back to that because you talk about maybe a third career accomplishment yeah, over really. the past That's two true. or three years, beating a field of four tens like the All Stars. Uh, I know you said to me after that one that <laughs> you could die happy now that you've beat some of the best in the four ten business. That was an emotional night. I know. Yeah, you know it, it was. That was a very special moment and. Uh, it was awesome because I had a lot of guys there that support me. You know, Joe Devin from DRC was there. I was first. It was my first night with my new crew chief, Jimmy Phelps. Um, you know, it just just all the people that that I got to be surrounded with, and, and going back to to Illinois where you know I raced midgets for the last four years and uh, met a lot of awesome people from around the Macon area. Um, this, you know, like I said, the people that surrounded me made that made that race special. Um, you know, I want to. I want to eventually, you know, maybe be on the All Star Tour, be on the World of Outlaws Tour. But um, you know, the people around me are, are are what make that happen. And that night, just had I had everybody that supports me around me, and uh, you know, and helped me a lot, helped me along the way through the night. Now, what does the rest of 2018 beyond the Chili Bowl look like for you? What kind of schedule are we going to see? Are there any big races that you're looking at hitting hoping to hit this year um you know we're i think we're going to make our first trip to eldora speedway with the wing sprint car um we're definitely gonna uh, most of we're gonna have a, a full schedule of, of uh outlaw and all-star races around the uh, midwest and you know we might travel a little bit out to pa maybe run a race or two out there but uh you know for the most part we're just going wing sprint car racing um you know i'm gonna stick with stick to driving the 7k for kenya one in the midget some and uh you know, hopefully put together about 10 races with that and maybe, you know, hopefully 25, 30 races the wing sprint car. Uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna attack it, go after the best of the best this year and uh, try to prove ourselves and, and, and hopefully, you know, pick up, some, pick up some help along the way. Now, again, you got the All-Stars win. We are going to see you, I believe, in some, some World of Outlaws races this summer as well? Yes, sir. We will. I, I can't tell you exactly how many we're going to do or where they're going to be at yet. Uh, we kind of have a rough schedule together. We're still working. We're still working stuff out with some marketing partners, um, but you know there will shortly be a uh, a schedule released uh, as to where where all these races are going to be at. Well, I know you're excited about it. I also know uh, it's impossible, like you said, to do it by yourself. Uh, the partners that have been behind you and uh, some that are returning for this year. Who all do you need to say thanks to? Uh, you know, Joe Devin over at DRC Chassis has helped us out a lot. Uh, with this wing sprint car operation, uh, Rick Fortune over at Pro Shocks. You know he's uh, he's one heck of a dude, man. He's uh, can't say enough good things about him. But Lucas Oil, Kaiser Wheels, Hoosier Tire, uh, Kissler Race Engines. You know all these guys have uh, 
they've been backing me for a long time, it seems like, and, uh, you know, I can't, I can't wait to uh, re- return the favor this year. Looking forward to seeing you at the racetrack for qualifying night on Tuesday, buddy. I know it's going to be exciting, and uh, you know the goal. Top three puts you in Saturday's big dance. We'll see you out there. All right. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Take care. Good that's, luck, Justin. That's Justin Peck, and he will be one of those looking to attack Tuesday's qualifying night at the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. We are going to step away to a break. We'll continue to discuss the Chili Bowl and hear from another driver hoping to make the A-Main coming up as we transition into the second hour of tonight's Motorsports Madness show. You're listening to PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. (laughs) My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Austin Terrio, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. 
We are back here on the Performance Motorsports Network starting the second half of tonight's program and looking heavily at the 32nd running of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals at the Tulsa Expo Raceway in Oklahoma. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, and Cisco Scaramuza with you on Motorsports Madness as we looked a little bit at each of the qualifying night rosters. And, Tom, when you look at everything that goes into this race, you mentioned it. It takes about as much luck as it does skill, if not more so, to make the Chili Bowl Championship A main. But the other thing, too, is once you get into the A main, 55 laps, though it doesn't seem like a lot, is a lot at this racetrack, and a lot can happen. You don't necessarily have to be good at the beginning. You have you have to be good in the second half because that's really where all the money is made. No pun intended, of course. That's exactly how Christopher Bell did it last year. He wasn't great in the first half of the race, but he came on like gangbusters once they crossed halfway, ended up going to victory lane last year. And, you know, it just is fun to watch it all evolve over the course of those 55 laps. And a note that the reason it's 55 laps is in honor of former Chili Bowl competitor and open-wheel racer Donnie Ray Crawford, who was killed back, I think, what, 2012 now? Uh, It's been about five years that the race has been this distance. And, uh, you know, we miss DRC greatly, but uh, that 55-lap distance, there's been a lot of things go on in those extra laps the last few years. It's never over till it's over. Well, and that's very true, and you're right. It's a race that all week long, you're kind of in the mode of go from the green. In other words, you know, it's a sprint, but because you've got to get to the front of your qualifiers, top three transfer into the A, and the rest have to go to the alphabet soup, the last chance deals. But then you get to the A main, and you're exactly right. 55 laps wouldn't seem like a long time on that indoor track, but it is. It's it's a it, it's a, a mini bowl ring race that kind of runs like a bit of an endurance race because you've really got a lot to go through to get to the last 10 laps. Like yes. you said, a lot of crashes, a lot of... And your car can change and the track can change just over the course of that 55 laps. So you it's that's again, that's why I love this event, because it is the most neutral motorsports event that I know of. Yeah, um, because of all of that. And so you've got to miss all the wrecks all week. You've got to get to the front and stay in the front. You got to be fast, but you also got to be lucky. And then when you get to the A main, you've you've still got to be fast, but you've also got to be smart. You, you know, and yeah. you don't want to burn your stuff up or use up your race car in the first 20 laps and then not have anything left for the end. You know, it's also a very physically demanding race. You don't realize yeah. how hard these drivers work in these cars, getting them around those corners and, you know, how how much they bite and launch off the corners on this track. So it's just a race like no other in yeah. all of those senses, physically, mentally, you know, um, so it's a lot of fun, and I think that's why when you see a driver like a, a Chris Bell who doesn't start the race well, you kind of just look and go, yeah, okay, it's lap 10. 
chill out. He'll be around at the end. You know, or you see a guy like Rico Abreu have to start dead yes. last. And he and was you, up to sixth, I think, last year before he got into a crash there right. in the second half. And, and so that's what I was going to say. You say, well, he could, he'll never do this from way back there. It's 55 laps. Plenty of time. Yes, yes. I loved watching Rico come through the field last year. And Cisco, the other buzzwords besides it's a long race over the course of the week are these two. Flip count. Flip count, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the midgets have a slight tendency to go sailing off into the, well, it's not the deep, the, or the, uh, the, the great blue sky, I guess, because we're indoors. So, um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, your midgets on air. iRacing know we'll something about that air. flip count thing, don't they? Yeah, yeah, we, we've had a little bit of issues with that in the case of the car will just wheel stand if you floor it. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's a thing that happens. But... Actually, it'll do that in real life, too, if you're yes, Rico Abreu. Yeah, 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 I know. And that's, that's, what's, that's what's so great about these cars is they're just nuts. And they're just nuts to watch, you know, just drive around over and over. It's one of the few cars where if you haven't been exposed to them before, you pull up the video and go, no, that's that's not possible. That's that's literally not. They can't do how the and you're just sitting there wondering until you, you know, go to a race and realize, oh, yes, they can. And oh, it yes. happens more than you think. And see, that's yeah. Midgets and sprint cars are very I call them Neanderthal race cars. They're very <laughs> old school tech that they haven't been updated in years. I mean, you know, that's why you can have you can be Russ Gamester and take a 40 year old chassis and go win at the Rumble at Fort Wayne. And you can do the same thing really at the Chili Bowl with an older style car because th- they haven't changed all that much, per se. Yeah. Um, and so part of what part of the result of that is the fact that. You know, they are very, you know, volatile and they can get end over end very easy. They get up, up right. in the air very easily. So, you know, what we get maybe 30, 40 over the course of the week. End <laughs> up, you know, I think I think two years ago, the flip count was like, oh, 62 that was yeah, or something. That, that was a bit of an anomaly. Y- usually, usually it's about usually 40. it's 45 yeah, to 50. I think 48 is about yeah. the average from what Brian Holbert has said the last couple of years, about 48 is usually where we get to between Monday, which is opening practice, and Saturday, which is the A-Main. Now, getting away from Chili Bowl kind of for a moment, but still talking about the Tulsa Expo Center, Christopher Bell is not the only driver who is looking to win two Golden Drillers in a very short amount of time this weekend. There's a guy who we've not talked about a whole lot yet who won three Golden Drillers at the Tulsa Shootout recently and is looking to become the third driver to win both the Tulsa Shootout and the Chili Bowl. Jason McDougal in the Factor One Racing number 73X, he was the master, Tom, of the mini-sprint competition at the Tulsa Shootout over New Year's weekend. And he's never really done that well at the Chili Bowl, but good grief the way the broken arrow oklahoma native drove two weeks ago no reason to believe he couldn't be a contender he tries to qualify in wednesday night along guys alongside guys like bill balog brady bacon rico abreu but mcdougall's a name i think we really need to pay attention to well i mean when you win three golden drillers in a day's work i mean that's pretty that's pretty spectacular and 
you know, Jason's a driver that Chase Briscoe has said yes. he is eyeing for some non-wing opportunities uh, in in his new uh, Chase Briscoe Motorsports or Racing or whatever he's calling it team. And, you know, so Jason is definitely turning some heads. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, you see drivers like this at the Chili Bowl every year. You get three yep. or four of these drivers that just come in and come out of nowhere and, you know, again, go back to the Marshall Pruitt line. Who the hell are you, Jason McDougal? And, <laughs> and they go out and do something really spectacular. So I think he's got as good a chance as any. And right now, I think one of the things he's got is confidence. And momentum. He's going to ride in, uh, you know, he's going to ride a streak of lightning, as uh, an old friend of mine used to say, talking about somebody riding in on a wave of momentum. You know, he's going to ride a streak of lightning into the Chili Bowl and go, I can win a Golden Driller, yes. you know, and, and it's almost one of those naivete going, well, you shouldn't be able to against this level of competition. And he's like, who cares? I just did it three times. Exactly. You know, doesn't matter if it's the Chili Bowl or the shootout. This race tends to be or have at least one really great story over the course of the week every year. Uh, A couple years ago, it was Joey Saldana making the A-Main by finishing in the top three on his qualifying night. Last year, it was Donnie Schatz winning Chili Bowl Rookie of the Year, hardly ever having been in a midget in his life. I can't tell you who it's going to be this year yet, but I do want to ask about Schatz real quick before we take a break. After he came so close to making the A last year in his debut... Do you think he does it this year, Tom? Well, sure he could. I mean, I look at guys like Schatz and Tim McCready and other guys like that that, you know, they don't run these cars all the time, but they come in with a whole lot of dirt experience, and they're very adaptable racers. I don't see any reason Schatz couldn't not only contend for an A-main spot, I could see Schatz running in the top five, top ten in this race if he got the right situation and the car was working well. It's not lack of skill. It's just, you know, again, so much of this is timing and luck. And, you know, I think Schatz has as good a chance as any to come in and and, uh, and be a, a real contender in this race, yes? Now, that's what's interesting to me. You mentioned his name. I don't think I've seen Tim McCready on this year's yes, entry Yes, he list. is. Yep, is number, he? Yep, 47, I think, is the uh, number he's entered under. Um, and uh, he hasn't run Chili Bowl every year for a while, but uh, this year his name is on the there list. There he is. Okay. And, you know, in, I think in, Yep, in Andy Bondio's car, yeah. which he's yes. every year he's run Chili Bowl I think recently. He's, run that he's car. been in Andy Bondio's yeah. car, yes. Yeah. I just, when I was going through, I, I had hadn't seen his name pop up, so I was really beginning to wonder. That's good, though. And I want to see T-Mac do well again. I mean, this is an event that Tim absolutely adores, and he won it before, back yes. in the 2000s. 2006, I think. Yeah, some six or seven, somewhere so, there. So I'd love to see him get a second one, frankly. I think that would maybe blow the state of New York up. Yeah, well, and again, yeah, if you don't know Tim McCready's name, uh, most people know him, I think, now from the World of Outlaws late models or the you know the late model yeah. type cars. But Lucas he actually Oil late big, models. Lucas Oil late models, but he's a big um, – he originally started in the Northeast um, big block dirt modified yep. type cars, and his father, Barefoot Bob McCready, a legend yep. in that kind of racing. So, yeah, T-Mac definitely uh, a popular racer, was in NASCAR car for a short time but then back up north and you know again these guys larry white from up north last year real upstart i mean he's he can't race this year but 
you know, I think there's there's a lot of these guys that come in and they, they're very skilled. They just have yes. to have the right situation to break through right. and show what they can do on the big stage. We're going to step aside. You're listening to Motorsports Madness here on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. (laughs) My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. I'm Kaz Grawl and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Speaking of drivers that I'd really like to see run an event like the Chili Bowl someday, Kaz Grala would fall into that category. He's done a lot in road racing and sports car type stuff. I don't know if he's ever been in an open-wheel car on dirt, but gosh, that's fun to think about, isn't see, it? See, here again, you, get a, you talk about some of these younger racers that we discuss so often on these shows, and the first name that comes to mind for me is Tyler Dipple. Yeah, I mean, you yes. know, here's a, here's another driver from New York who comes out of the super dirt car, big block style cars, and has proven very successful on pavement in the late models and in K and N and ARCA. Uh, you know, Tyler making his way up the ranks in NASCAR, but you know, I, with his driving style, him or a, or a driver like Max McLaughlin, who, um, you know, son of Magic Shoes Mike McLaughlin who ran dirt cars forever in New York state before getting into NASCAR. And then of course, you know, Max growing up here in North Carolina, but um, you know, now up there running the, the super dirt car, big blocks. So it's really entertaining to think about some of these young drivers who 
could get into an event like this and really make it interesting because they're so aggressive and their driving styles are so uh, enjoyable to watch when you get them out of the you know marathon NASCAR type yeah. Uh, environment. Yeah, exactly right. So uh, all that to say that the field is so diverse in the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals, and we continue to talk about the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. So looking down the list and talking about every year you get the list of rookies, Tom. And I think this year one of the drivers that I'm most excited about getting to see run this race as a rookie for the first time is somebody we know very well. He's also employed by our friends and sponsors over at HMS Motorsport, but driving out of the Tucker Boat (laughs) Motorsports stable, Austin Langenstein making his debut at the Chili Bowl. That's a bucket list thing for him. And Gosh, I talked to him before Christmas about it. He's just giddy. I don't know any other word to describe it. He is so over the moon about the chance that he has to do this, and he's the only driver I know that when he's not trying to race on his qualifying night is going to be selling safety equipment for all the other guys. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the cool thing, too. Is And again, Austin is a driver who most people – from down here, no, Austin is a Legends car racer, even though he's, you know, early 20s. But in reality, he's from Pennsylvania and has had some experience in, you know, a different couple different types of dirt cars, including the super dirt car, big block style cars. So, you know, he's not a stranger no, to the not. dirt track style. He's also a very aggressive driver by nature. Again, another one of these young drivers we talk about, he's been studying video of the Chili Bowl for a month trying to, he's not going there to have a good time and just show up and kind of do a bucket list thing. He's going there to contend to win. And he's he's teamed with Chad Boat, so you know the equipment's going to be competitive. And so, you know, here's a chance for somebody like Austin who, although, yes, he's working for HMS Motorsport and is a safety expert in the sport, he's in this to try and do something to enhance the driving part of his career. And so, you know, this is an opportunity for him to go show that he belongs. And he doesn't have to make the A-Main to do that. If he just makes a good showing and goes and shows that he can be competitive and, you know, maybe gets up to a C or a D even, you know, but I think Austin's as capable as anybody with uh, that day of practice on Monday. Oh, yeah. I believe he could get the car up to speed. And if he can, again, if he starts up front, you know, you just got to finish there. So, again, so much of this is timing and situation and luck that, you know, but it's good to see somebody like Austin. And he's a he's a very entertaining young guy, too. And, and uh, kind of, you know, you watch his Instagram and that and he's, you know, he's flitting around New York City or whatever. And he's big on selfies and he's a brand ambassador. And, you know, he's just kind of one of these eclectic young people who, um, you know, is a very good promoter of products. So um, kind of fun just to, to see somebody like that get an opportunity to go and uh, and run a race like the Chili Bowl. And, you know, he's somebody that you want to see do well. Yes, he is. I mean, he's one of those guys that's just very likable, very yeah. relatable, yep. and very easy to, uh, A, get to know, and B, get along with. Now, another driver completely uh, away from the theme of a driver who's been in racing a lot before, but another driver in the rookie conversation. Here's words that you don't hear often when you're talking about motorsports, at least not unless you go back to like the 70s and 80s. 
emerging country music artist Tyler Williams will be driving in the Chili Bowl for Corey Cruzman. Now, name me the last music artist that you know, Tom, that drove in top-level motorsports in any division. Marty Robbins. Thank back you. I was 70s, hoping you were going to go there. In NASCAR, uh, well, back then it was Winston Cup. Marty yeah. Robbins. Yeah. He, little known fact about Marty Robbins. Marty gave up his numbers so Kyle Petty could start racing in the Cup Series with number 42. Marty reversed it and became 24, which, of course, became a famous number later. But, right. uh, yeah, Marty Robbins was the last one that uh, – uh, that I know of, and if somebody's out there going, well, okay, who is Marty Robbins? Just go Google him and see what. Yeah, uh, you know, he's uh, back in the country in Western days. Super, super nice guy, and back in an era when you could just go race cup and have fun. And you know, Marty never thought he was going to win any races. He was just doing it to have a good time. Exactly, as I think Tyler is in large part too from Atlanta, Georgia. He'll be in the eight. 15K for Cruzman Motorsports this year. Uh, I'm scrolling down, continuing to scroll down the list of rookies for this year's Chili Bowl, which is actually down a little bit, Tom, by 10 or 15. And that's really where the difference in entries from last year to this year is. There's just a few less rookies this year than there have been in past years. Not that 45 or 50 rookies isn't anything to get really excited about, but just a few less than normal. Uh, Gio Selzy is one that comes to mind, Cisco, as is uh, Brandon Hanks. Geo, of course, out of the West Coast, uh, who, you know, the Selzy family is most known for drag racing, but Geo's a 15-year-old kid who uh, turned 16 just prior to this year's Chili Bowl, I guess, uh, allowing him to run it for Kloss and Marshall Racing, and that's a name I think everybody needs to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely, and another one the names... Well, I guess it wasn't the name so much, but the car owner that caught my eye was C.J. Leary driving yes. for Alex Bowman. Yeah, which yes. I stood out to me was like, wait, Alex Bowman owns a midget car? Alex but, Bowman's owned a midget car for actually. That's how Alex got started. I was going to say Alex yeah, was, was an open wheel guy. Yeah. You know, people don't know enough about Alex to really know his background, but that's where he came from. Yeah, and. And some of the partners he's got with uh, that CJ has on the car, he's got Valvoline on board, Exalta, U.S. Auto Cure, and a bunch of these guys that, you know, obviously Alex is going to have exposure to due to him taking over the 88. But that's just cool for him to be able to bring not only, you know, his self back into where he started, but also to bring those partners with him as well. That's huge. Now, just to be clear, Cisco neglected to mention my favorite sponsor on that entire car, Tom. Cucaracha Fabrication. Cucaracha. <laughs> from Mexico. We're from Mexico, senor. <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez is our general manager. <laughs> now, just know. to be clear, CJ Leary is not a rookie at the Chili Bowl, but I agree with Cisco that that is a very curious, and I think it's a really exciting <laughs> pairing when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it. I mean, we know Alex can field a car capable of making the A main, and C.J. Leary is going to wheel the hell out of it. Well, sure. And, you know, again, this is a, 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 a we come right back to the overarching theme, which is that this event brings people from all disciplines and Alex Bowman is a good example. He, yep. if, if he had his way, he would be in the car. Yes. You know, I, I don't but, think Rick Hendrick wanted that. No. <laughs> I, I, and 
you know, that's how it is now. So instead, he chooses to own it, and he's just as excited about going as an owner. He did all the work on it himself. They tested it here in Millbridge Speedway. Yes, um, they did. You know, for an afternoon. Uh, and they're, I think they're really looking forward to it. Oh, I, I absolutely. Think it's, uh, absolutely. Know, that's going to be a fun situation to watch, and I know you'll probably bring us some background in that uh via social media while you're I out will, there. definitely. I'm excited to get to talk to CJ about yeah. that whole deal and Alex as well. Yeah. Uh, another rookie, the, uh, two rookies actually, real quickly, that are going to be fun to watch, Tom. One driving for Jim and Jake Newman, Hudson O'Neill. That's a name that you and I are both very familiar with. And yes. then out of California, longtime sprint car driver in the King of the West series, Kyle Hurst. I can't believe Kyle is a Chili Bowl rookie. That's amazing when I sit down and think about it. Everything he's done in open-wheel cars, and yet he's never raced at the Chili Bowl. He'll be in the Walker Filtration number 73K coming up later this week at the Chili Bowl. And Kyle is somebody who I believe can absolutely make the A-Main. He's no slouch in a race car. Well, you know, again, there's a lot of these drivers that uh, really, I I think, again, we've hardly heard of them, and yet... Because they're very regional in their success, yes. but they come to the Chili Bowl and can be big stars in a hurry if yes. they run well. Yes. Also, winner for the best driver name at the Chili Bowl contest Uh-oh. from Colorado Springs, Colorado in the Todd Henry Stealth USA number 95T. He's a rookie. Brandon Buddy Tubbs, T-U-B-B-S, the second. <laughs> Buddy Tubbs the second. There we go. Can you, can you, Jacob, can you put on your best accent and say that in an announcer's voice? I just need to hear that. I'll do it when we come back from break. Bill's going to throw something at me if we don't take a break. We'll be back with Motorsports Madness, and I'll make myself look like a fool in about three minutes. You're listening to PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. 
HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World Truck teams, many IndyCar and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SECA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Stilo Helmets, Shrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, HJC Helmets, Orca Driver Gear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS representatives are knowledgeable and focused on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road... It becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hey, I'm Brennan Poole, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. That would never happen, but it's a really fun thought. Brennan Poole at the Chili Bowl. <laughs> hey, DC Solar did sponsor Christopher Bell's race-winning car last year. That's true. Yeah. Just saying. Speaking of that, that allows us to transition into a rumor mill for a little bit. I know we've been talking Chili Bowl for the last hour here on Motorsports Madness, but to get back to some other news and notes and tidbitty little things that's your word for the day tidbitty uh <laughs> brennan pool and dc solar were rumored at one point to go to richard childress racing with the 27 car for 2018 yet here we are a month away from the kickoff to 2018 and nobody knows what the heck is going on with brennan pool except for maybe Brennan Poole, and he's not talking to anybody. This just gets curiouser and curiouser, y'all. Well, and nobody knows what's going on with the 27. Correct. The charter has not been sold or leased. That, that we know of. That we know of. Um, and nothing's been said lately. I mean, it's been radio silence. We heard the rumors right after the season. It seemed like... When it started to appear that Ganassi may not be fielding a two-car Xfinity team, the rumor was, um, you know, pulling DC to the 27 because DC may want to go cup. But yet, you know, nothing ever has happened from it. And now I do believe that some of that team at least was let go by Richard Childress Racing. As far as I know. But... That doesn't mean that you can't call them back. And as long as you haven't leased the charter, you know, they they could put something together two weeks before right. Daytona and be ready to go. I mean, it's it, all the cars are there. So exactly. Um, yeah, that is really interesting. And I, and I it's kind of a shame because, you know, Poole made the playoff. And, you know, I really felt like should have been in the final four. Yeah. And I felt like this is a driver whose career is on the upswing upswing and. I thought, well, if he's going to go cup, this is a good situation for him. I mean, mm-hmm. RCR seemed like a good fit. And, 
you know, nothing's happened. So certainly hoping for something good for Brennan. But there are a few drivers like Brennan Landon Castle comes to mind who needs to be in a good car somewhere or a truck. And I don't think Landon's landed anything yet nope. either. Um, and here we are shortly before Daytona. So that we'll have to see correct. what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Good it's... for Joey Gase, though, by the way. Yes, that's Go another announcement. Go Green Racing Xfinity Series full-time this year and maybe – I know a two-car cup to effort with the Benedetto at Go Fast next year. So, you know, good for Joey. I like seeing that, even though he didn't get his cup shot that he was hoping for this year. I think, um, I think Joey certainly has put himself in a pretty good position for the Xfinity Series, and with a team Correct. that seems to be making a step forward. Now, let's be clear here for those who are curious. If you think. Oh, Go Green Racing, does that have anything to do with Go Fast Racing? Yes, the answer and no. is absolutely. <laughs> the team, it, Go Green Racing, is owned solely by Archie St. Hilaire, who is the co owner of Go Fast yes. Racing, which is what became of the merger between Go Green Racing and. Uh, fast Frankie lane Stoddard. racing, yeah. which was Frankie Stoddard at the time. I believe Archie is now the majority owner of, of Go Fast. But uh, Go Green was Archie's original entity. Go Fast was with the merger with Frankie Stoddard. But they all kind of tie together, and Archie's got hands in both pies. Right. And Joey Gase is going to drive the 35 car for Hilaire in 2018 full season in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. So good to see, and good to see Sparks Energy stepping up as the primary sponsor for the year on Joey's Xfinity car, too. I, you say absolutely. I said yes and no, and the no part is that they don't function like one complete outfit in the sense of being necessarily the same manufacturer. They're kind you of think. independent teams, yes. at least for the moment, Cisco. Yeah, this is this. There's so much paperwork though involved in all of this. Yeah. Like, there'll be a it's, quiz it's, at the end of the show, folks. Just so you know. this is this is gonna be this is gonna be worse than having to separate Andretti and Andretti and Brian Herta. And this is this <laughs> yeah, all feeling really. kind of like that. But no, it's it's great to see Joey in the car, and I think this is you know he has another shot at going out there and you know putting out a good run and bringing Sparks Energy in. You know, having them go from a title sponsor for a race for them to commit to a race car for the whole season is a huge step. And that's awesome for yes. them to be able to pull that off. And to be clear, the press release from Go Green did also say that Sparks Energy will be returning as the title sponsor of the May Talladega Xfinity race yeah. this season as well. Uh, so huge strides to see a company committing to NASCAR for the Absolutely. long term like they are. And, you know, again, good to see for Joey, Tom, because the last couple years he's had a lot of support from Donate Life uh, with the organ donation uh, that he's really spearheaded the cause for since the uh, passing of his mom, but it's been hard for them to find more corporate, so to speak, sponsorship for that car, so to have a company like Sparks believe in what Joey's doing and invest in that, I think is a really good sign. Yeah, I do too, and, and again, it's good to see any kind of uh, forward movement in NASCAR's national series at this point. And teams like that are necessary. Oh, yes. Because even if they're not 
top contenders. They're teams that are very important to the series. They're not field fillers by any means. They're they're teams that are trying to get better, um, and you and you need those kind of teams for opportunities for drivers like Joey Gase, who don't have the funding to go race for the top teams. That is all correct. Now, just to clarify a few little things with all of this, we do not know yet who is going to pilot Jimmy Means number 52 in the NASCAR Xfinity Series this year. Hopefully, we'll hear positive news on that front coming up in the not-too-distant future. We hope it's not too distant because media tour is only like two weeks away here. (laughs) We're we're getting down to that here uh, very shortly as well, which is usually, if you haven't gotten any final announcements before Daytona, that tends to be where they happen to crop up. Another piece of Xfinity news on the sponsorship side, Tom, that came up over the past couple days is the fact that Menards is going to be going with Brandon Jones for 10 NASCAR Xfinity Series races in the number 19 at Joe Gibbs Racing. The first time Menards has been involved with JGR for the 2018 NASCAR Xfinity Series season, and they said that other partners for Brandon Jones' 19 Toyota will be announced here in the next couple of weeks. But i got to be honest, with everything they've done to invest in the Penske operation, I was genuinely surprised when this announcement came out that Menards was going to be still supporting Brandon, and they were a huge supporter of Brandon when he was at RCR. It's kind of like what we've seen with Johnny Morris, that this is a company, Menards is, much like Bass Pro Shops, who is not just invested in a team and loyal to a team, but now we're seeing is loyal to the drivers that they back as well. Well, and, you know, I think you're going to see Menards having a lot to do with young Sam Mayer, who's racing down here. He's out of Wisconsin, uh, but Sam is uh, 14 or 15, I think, and he's racing down here in the uh, late model divisions. So Menards, as you said, I think is interested in branding themselves with drivers and not just being team oriented. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure they look, Brandon's got a terrific personality he does and i'm sure that the folks from menards absolutely loved working with him and so when he reps them as good as anybody i've seen so i mean you know a lot of business to business stuff happens in this sport that people don't ever really put together because most fans aren't orientated toward thinking in those terms but exactly i'm sure that probably somehow Menards is coming into the organization and there's some business to business stuff going on that we're not even aware of that kind of made that all worthwhile for them um, and gave them a business reason to continue with Brandon, even though he's now in a different organization and so are they. Well, stop and consider Menards is a home improvement chain. Granted, it's mostly Midwest based, but it's still a major home improvement chain. And you've got brands like Stanley Black and Decker and DeWalt that are over there at JGR. I'm sure that could well, potentially cause sure. some ties yep. Yep. as well. Yep. So, you know, again, good to see that for Brandon because he, he's a really good young kid, and, and I, I think he's more talented than what he's been able to show. show. Yes, it's one absolutely. of those situations where he just didn't have a lot of luck this past year. Right. He made the playoffs the year before, I think, right? Yes, he did. Um, so, uh, you know, I think Brandon will be just fine where he is. I agree, and you know, excited to see what he can do in truly top-level equipment this year, much like uh, 
what he had when he was running some selected truck races for, uh, I think it was MDM Motorsports at the time. I mean, he almost won a couple of those starts, and I believe he can easily do that with JGR's Xfinity equipment this year as well. So we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we'll have a bit of a lightning round and then tie this show into a bow and send you on your way towards Tulsa. You're listening to Motorsports Madness, the white flag, in a moment here on PMN at the Performance Motorsports Network. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness here on the Performance Motorsports Network. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza. As we go into our white flag segment, our final segment, where we usually have a lightning round, and we will in this segment actually going to start with a bullet from the verizon indycar series that's in two parts and tom referenced the question earlier i'm going to return to it thank you to our friends at racer.com marshall pruitt and his podcast for allowing me to say this who the hell are you guys in reference to -to back-to-back announcements on january 4th and 5th Ed Carpenter Racing has signed Jordan King from Britain, 
as the road and street course driver of the number 20. And Renee Binder has joined Yunkos Racing for four races in the Verizon IndyCar Series this year as a teammate to Kyle Kaiser, who has four races because of his Mazda scholarship after winning the Indy Lights Championship. So, Cisco, I'll ask again, and maybe you can help our listeners and me, who the hell are these guys? So I can fill you in on Jordan King because I did a little quick searching. He used to run in Formula Renault 2.0. Then he used to run in Formula 2 before moving over to GP2 and was actually a developmental driver for Manor Marussia before Manor, you know, eventually kind of fell apart and he wasn't really... Yeah, it, they weren't good. So I get apparently ECR went, hey, there's a developmental driver that's not doing anything. Get him. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I guess Paul Tracy didn't want to come out of retirement or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I hope he does well. But, you know, you just look around at some of the racers who would just love to have an opportunity, Cisco. And, um, you know, I don't know this Renee Binder. Binder at all. He's from Austria, and he joins the Verizon IndyCar Series after having competed in World Series Formula V8, where he won four times and had two poles this past year, finished fourth in the championship. And here you go, Cisco. Binder also competed in GP2 from 2013 to 2015. For anybody curious, GP2 is like the NASCAR Xfinity Series, only to Formula One. And I will say, on Jordan King, he actually grabbed uh, two wins in GP2 last year in 2016. Yeah, well, actually, no, suck. that's two years ago now. I'm still trying to figure this out. But, yeah, yes, he enough. got two wins in GP2. So, hey, he can win a race. I don't know. I just somehow think that uh, we, we could have found a couple of American guys to, uh-huh. I mean, but money and may have played a big part in this with at least one of them Mark as Blund- well. Mark Blundell represents Jordan King, so... There's a, a heavy tie, and I know Blundell has been involved with Ed Carpenter Racing in the past for a couple of little things. Ed and Mark go way back, as Ed said. So Yeah, Mark is a former never was in the open-wheel IndyCar type Ouch. series. <laughs> you know, I mean, that explains it. I, look, I, and again, I wish him the best. I shouldn't be so cynical, but um, you just sort of look at these two and and you say, okay, you know, I know there were a lot of other drivers out there, you know, Connor Daly being one of them who, yes, you know, who, who was on the amazing race as it kicked off a couple of days uh, ago, yeah, along with Alex Rossi. Yes. That yeah. team IndyCar. That's yeah. fun. And who is also, looking at the Dale Coyne seat being the final full-time seat and going, I really need to get back there, and the money is not adding up right now, Yeah, I mean, that's sucks. what I'm saying. I mean, I, I I, just, it's a shame that Connor Daly is out of a ride, and you've got these other two guys coming in with no previous IndyCar experience and no reason to think that they're really going to do anything. Um, you know, neither of them have accomplished enough to, in my opinion, be worthy of a shot in an IndyCar, um, you know, but like I said, so much of it is who you know, and, and the dollar aspect of it, I'm sure, had to figure in, in, in uh, you know, with one or both of them. All right. Fill in the blank. Scott Pruitt will blank after climbing out of his car at the end of the Rolex 24. Well, depends if he wins. If he wins, he'll celebrate. If not, he'll probably just smile and, and say hi to his wife re- and kids at home. Breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. 
Cisco. Have to work on Monday after he gets out of the car because he is still maintaining his roles at Lexus. So we, we, we do say he is retiring from, he's getting out of the driver's suit, but he's still going to be involved on the uh, IS production line that Lexus is continuing to maintain, like the ISF and cars like that in the LFA. He's a brand ambassador. If you know yes. where the brand ambassador is, he shows up, does some TV commercials, goes and speaks at a few Lexus functions and enjoys the rest of his week. Pretty much. <laughs> That's, That's how, how that works. works. And yeah. it, it's not it's not a Scott Pruitt question without saying this. So I'm going to cheat and say that Scott Pruitt will say hi to his wife and kids at home when he gets out of the car yeah, because that's his, that's his yeah, thing. That's what MO. Scott does yeah. no matter what. Yeah. And then he'll go home to his wife and kids and be happy at the winery and life will be good. So, yeah. yeah, it's a great thing for Scott to be finally getting out of the car. And it's going to be, like I said earlier when we talked about this at the top of the show, is, is it's going to be a hole that really – is going to be hard to fill because yeah. of the magnitude of the accomplishments that the man has had. Exactly. Scott Pruitt is to sports car racing, much like John Force is to NHRA drag racing, yes. just not quite as loud a personality as John. Actually, correction, nobody's as loud a personality as well, John. <laughs> well, and again, and I ran across an article uh, in the last week or so that referenced the fact that NHRA needs to start preparing for the post-John Force era yeah, because they do. when John is gone, again, that's a void that you just don't easily fill. There will Correct. never be another John Force, and the NHRA has got to figure out how to sell tickets and be exactly. appealing to the fans, Cisco, um, without John Force at some point. And I honestly think the best avenue for that right now is something that's sort of going on, but the resurgence through Hot Rod Magazine and through everything that they're doing between Power Tour and Roadkill Nights, all of those events are continuing to to keep drag racing popular. You bring those figures in, in some capacity in NHRA, there you go, because these are mm-hmm. this is a group that's been able to go cross-generation in terms of their content that they've been able to put out, I think that's what the answer is for the NHRA. They need to look at Hot Rod Magazine. They need to look at Hot Rod just in general and go yeah. like, man, maybe some of these guys, you know, a David Freiberger, a, 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 you know, some of these other uh, a Jeff Lutz or someone like that, bring them in to do something. And, you know, you're, we've been worrying about pro stock. Bring some of those guys in to run pro stock. That'd be yeah. huge. Next question. My favorite part of the Chili Bowl Nationals is blank. My favorite part of the Chili Bowl Nationals is the alphabet soup. I mean, that's it's just the craziest, zaniest bunch of racing you'll ever see in your life anywhere. And it's just, it's desperation on steroids. And I think that's what makes it you know the chili bowl is iconic and and if you took if you if if there was every year we only had 100 entries it would be almost like it's all over for the chili bowl because what makes it is the alphabet soup cisco yeah i'd have to agree along the same lines but i like that because it's a five-day event it comes down to there's a lot more uniformity over all the drivers because there's so many drivers and there's so many things going on that at the end of the day, yeah, you're going to have a couple people who will be up towards the front, but this is a case where if you get things to go your way and things start going your way at the race, you could wind up in the A main, maybe end up at a shot to win this thing. 
My favorite part about the Chili Bowl Nationals is the diversity in the field, just with how yeah. many walks of life, how many different disciplines in motorsports, how many countries, how many places are represented in this field. Five countries, so many states, so many different disciplines, guys from dirt late models to full-time midget guys to sprint car guys to NASCAR guys to country music singers, I mean, <laughs> yeah. to drag racers. Uh, Cruz Pedregon just got a dirt motor. I want to see Cruiser at the yes. Chili Bowl he ran one it year. once. Did he? Uh, yeah, he did it once. I mean, that's and that's the thing. I think it needs that, that. That's the beauty of this event. You get drivers from 16 to 66, and and Sammy Swindell, who obviously is not going to win a championship in a sprint car anymore, but certainly is capable of winning a race, can go to the Chili Bowl and still be Sammy Swindell. Yes. If Sammy wins his sixth Chili Bowl, I will I, I will give you a 50 spot when we get would, back. <laughs> I pointed it out go in Sammy. our chat during one of the breaks. If he won it, this would be his fourth, fourth different decade, decade. That yeah won a chili bullet yeah. i mean that's, that's awesome. ridiculous but that's again that's what's beautiful about this is you can still be it's almost like you know for one last final night it's that yes. moment when the rock group comes out of you know they come out of retirement for one final show and sammy swindell has been doing that for about 10 years <laughs> is that how you get your rush reference into this show uh well no because rush is retired and they're not coming back but <laughs> yeah i mean that's it's typical in music you have you know that that was kind of an in joke with those yeah. guys because they were going to call their last tour the farewell comeback reunion <laughs> one last time tour whatever yeah. just you know and get it all the way at the same time but yeah that's exactly what uh, the chili bowl represents for sammy all right final lightning round question here before we put a bow on this my pick to win the chili bowl this year is tom <laughs> You're not, I, you, no, you're not my about pick. about to take a drink no, of water. No. But you, you read the no. question again, sir. My pick to win the Chili Bowl is blank. I should have said blank, but it made it sound like I was picking okay. you. And my, I'm not picking you. My my pick to win the Chili Bowl, I will take... I will take... Wow, I wasn't really prepared for this question, but you know what? I'm go Okay, I'll just go ahead and say it. I will take Kyle Larson for 500. Finally. Alex. He finally does it. Cisco. I I want the storybook ending of the four decades, so I'd like to pick Sammy, but, but you're not gonna. I'm not going to pick Sammy because I'm boring, so I'm going to pick Christopher Bell because I'm boring. To double up. Yes. I, however, am going to pick a first-time Chili Bowl champion. Austin Langenstein. No. Oh. Austin would, like, throw something at me and then hug me. <laughs> He's like, don't put that pressure on me. Thank you for believing in me, but don't put that pressure on me. No, my pick to win the Chili Bowl is a driver who last year drove this race for the best team in the industry. This year, he's driving for a team that I think in two or three years we may be talking about as the new best team in the industry. Oh. My pick for the 32nd Chili Bowl Nationals is the dueling Hayward Richard Childress Racing, number 63 Tanner of Tanner Thorson. Absolutely. I think Tanner... A new situation is going to get it done. He won't win it with Keith Coons, but he will win the Chili Bowl this year. 
Well, that's, uh, I mean, I certainly think he's got as good a shot as anybody. I really do. And, you know, again, that's what's beautiful about the Chili Bowl is you just never know. We saw Chad Boat uh, a couple of years ago drive into the top five in this race yes. and then end up in a crash or something. Um, and so, you know, you never know who's going to come to the front in the Chili Bowl. And again, if you can start in the front, Pretty good chance you can stay there, although it's a lot harder. I think it's actually easier to come from the back and do it a little at a time in 55 laps than it is to stay up front because you've got to run harder. Rico Aber, 25th to 6th last year before he got in a crash. Just saying. Now, I will add really quickly that I've been thinking about this since I brought it up earlier in the show about potential storybook moments during this week. My pick for a storybook moment to make the A main in his first drive for Keith Coons Motorsports is Tucker Klasmeyer. I have been a humongous believer in Tucker oh, yeah. for Very quite talented. a long time. Extremely yep. talented. I think his new situation with Keith, driving the full schedule for that team this year, I, I think that Tucker will make the A-Main with Keith this season, and that will be the story that we're all talking about come Saturday night. Now, whether we're right, wrong, or indifferent, you can meet us back here next Monday as we break down who the winner of the 32nd Annual Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals was and all the news, reviews, and all that good stuff from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm surely looking forward to being out there. Thanks to Mike Garrity, Megan Kolb, Three Wide Life, Sinclair Broadcasting, all the folks that are allowing me to be out in Tulsa for the remainder of the week. Bob Steele, Susan Mason, Bill Holt behind the glass, and all the folks at PMN that make this show possible as well. Thank you guys. So, for Tom Baker and Cisco Scaramuza, as well as our staff at RaceChaserOnline.com, I'm Jacob Seelman reminding you to keep it off the wall, and if you'll be at the Chili Bowl, I might just see you at the racetrack. Have a safe racing weekend, and we'll be back next Monday till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness with the Race Chaser Online crew. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. Motorsports Madness is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network, www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section in the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-hosts, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the madness returns on Monday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, keep it off the wall and keep the shiny side up.